Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. So hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the EHE podcast. This week, we are joined by Gordon Bateman from Investor Ladder and Guy from EHE. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Guy. How are you both? Hey, Mary. Yeah, I'm well. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Guy. You're very well. Thank you. Good. Thanks for joining us, Gordon. So we wanted to have you on today because I know there's been some really good work happening between EHE and Investor Ladder. You've got your next event coming up in the next couple of months. Finally, we can get back to face-to-face events again and we felt like it was a really good opportunity to tell some of our listeners and audience a bit more about Investor Ladder and potentially how they could possibly get involved. So just to sort of kick off really, I think you two were just reminiscing before weren't you about how how you first met and how you were both introduced to each other. So Guy do you want to give us a bit of a a background on that one. I was going to say, it sounds like a date. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, I mean, we move in the same networks and we've probably known about each other for for many, many years. And I think the original introduction was from, from Ian Brooks, actually, after, you know, I left Cake and he suggested that, you know, I have a chat with, with, with Gordon from because Gordon, you know, is well connected in the investment world, and you know there may be some opportunities for for us to to work together on things. And then after that conversation, and it was then 2019 actually from a, an introduction by a lady called Anne Dornan, who then connected us on a on a more specific basis this time. So it was you know Gordon was was heavily into building the investor ladder community and and really sort of helping entrepreneurs mainly in the northwest but actually increasingly outside of the the northwest and and even internationally now and find relevant investors and sort of that matchmaking process which is so incredibly valuable. And it was at the same time that we were building EHE Capital. So EHE Capital, I'll, I'll let Gordon talk about Investor Ladder actually in a second, but EHE Capital was set up to really help entrepreneurs meet the right investors. And, you know, so if a company was looking to raise, you know, maybe a couple of million quid, for example, to fund high growth within their organization, then EHE, you know, would would have a chat with them. And if we like the team behind the, the project and we like the the, the projects and the model that they, they were operating and, and then all the other factors that kind of come into that decision. If we like that and we felt that we could go to investors with it and really believe in the idea, then, you know, we would put money in ourselves. So that shows genuine commitment to, you know, what our beliefs, if you like. And we'd go out to our investor friends and just gather interest in this particular opportunity and help the entrepreneur raise money to build the company and and, and go through this high growth phase. And obviously the introduction to Investor Ladder was was incredibly helpful because all of a sudden we had a a large network of of investors that you know, I could go to events to and chat to. And obviously, you know, the conversation then between me and Gordon was very specific around that, how we could help each other, because it was clearly a, a very complementary business that we had and Investor Ladder had. So, I mean, Gordon, do you want to elaborate a little bit about Investor Ladder, you know, what it is and what your aims are? Yeah. So thank you, Guy. I mean, exactly as you say, it's very much a meeting of minds. You know, I'm hugely passionate about helping accelerate the growth of the innovation economy, if you like, or the innovation ecosystems it might be classed as now across the UK, but with an emphasis outside 
the traditional obvious golden triangle. And that started in the Northwest. And with meeting with yourself, Guy, that like-minded view of genuinely supporting entrepreneurs and investors, not just how to make a quick buff out of an investment or a technical idea. So the Invest Ladder actually came about by mistake. I was talking to some investors in London who were finding it difficult to navigate the innovation landscapes outside of London. And I was hearing a lot of people in the Northwest saying they didn't really understand the investment landscape in London. So I invited a couple of people for lunch and in hindsight, thankfully, they invited a few of their friends and having never done anything like this before, we thought, let's give it a go. Let's get some people together who can genuinely invest in businesses, who genuinely have an interest in the regions and let's see what happens. And we ended up with 16 billion pounds of active funds, plus some high net worths who we couldn't measure and investment banks who we couldn't measure in a room in Manchester. And it was called this investor lunch thing. And we were asked to do it again and again and again. And because we weren't an events company, it was all about making connections. We didn't care that people got to know each other and communicated amongst themselves. It wasn't about selling tickets to our event. And it has gained a significant critical mass with over 500 active investors at every stage now participating in the network with a view that we all kind of make each other's life easier, really, because we're not hunting around and getting lost in in landscapes. We can just point each other to things that we're each interested in. If I can just add to that, you know, I went to an investor ladder event, I think probably November, the radio station, Gordon, if you remember, in the basement of the bonded warehouse. And I'd never been to a, an event like that, to be honest. It was different for all the reasons Gordon's just described. It was full of people who weren't necessarily selling. They were just really interested in talking to each other just to see whether there was any kind of common ground. And if there was common ground, then those conversations would be taken outside of investor ladder and hopefully you know the net result is that there was a a number of companies that were funded on the back of you know that event and then i went to another one in castlefield at the science and industry museum and again you know 120 people in a room the majority of which were investors you you very rarely get that kind of situation so that's a real testament to to how well that gordon and laura and the the crsi team have done in getting this big group of people together and people were traveling quite a long way you know people coming from ireland and all sorts people coming in on flights for the for this event so really really useful event and clearly something that would complement the ehe entrepreneurial community that we're we're looking for investment so that's kind of how this whole thing started brilliant thank you that's really interesting and I think often the best the best business ideas or ideas happen organically don't they because you're just gen- it goes back to that real basics around genuinely just solving the need or filling a gap so in terms of the events and and the structure of it Gordon what type of events do you hold and how do you do you segment them by by market or what what's the kind of structure it's a good question actually Everything's bespoke to a situation that's happening at that time. So originally they started being on a regional basis. So people would want to find out what's happening in Manchester or in Leeds, in Sheffield, in Glasgow. So we would host an investor ladder event into that city. What we quickly recognized and was that the main emphasis was joining dots, connecting people together. And in order to achieve that, we had to use 
different mechanisms to do it. So as Guy mentioned, one was in a radio station. We try to do things that are different, that encourage people to be themselves and talk openly and share challenges and opportunities. If we were all sat in a meeting room, that might not come out. And so the general format now tends to be around a subject area. So we class these things as national events that just happen to be in a city. So one may be around cybersecurity or the metaverse. And we put a big emphasis on it's around the the networking and the communication. So it isn't big PowerPoint presentations and keynote speakers. It's genuine round table discussions where everybody has a voice at the table. They're chaired and they cover a specific set of questions. And then we will often share the outputs to the, the whole network because obviously not everyone can attend every event. And sometimes we do that quite creatively. So the radio station event we did last year, rather than me stand and be boring at the end and just go, oh, well, the things we've talked about are X, Y, and Z. We had a wrap-up in the room hmm. and no one knew what she was doing. The, she just looked, she'd looked and felt like one of the other guests, but she was collecting stories and keywords. And the output at the end of the event was that she stood up and read out a poem which captured not just the content of the day, but the mood of the day. And I think that was one of the key elements that we've really focused on is that it's not just what you say, it's how you say it and how you engage people that really matters if we're going to get things done. And one of the takeaways I got from that day myself was, and I've used this phrase to death now, is that there's people who do stuff and there's people who get stuff done. And the members who invest a lot are genuinely people who get stuff done. And as Guy said, we've seen investors investing in other people's business, in other investors' businesses. We've seen deals that possibly wouldn't have been seen or uncovered happened. We've seen industry-level challenges uh, discussed in a very open manner, things around diversity, things around equal salaries, a whole bunch of issues that because it's invite-only and protected, people are quite happy to say, can we discuss X? And we can bring that to the table in a relevant format for an investor ladder event. And so the short answer is every one of them is completely different. The only common theme across them all is great people having great conversations. And getting things done. Brilliant, thank you. And, and Nairi, the yeah. sorry, if I could yeah. just add, by the way, the 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 I think Gordon he's, he's mentioned the the the, the rapper, but honestly, it, it was what he said is understated. What I'd like to do is provide a link. I thought you were going to say what I'd like to do is just recreate the rap. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been great. That would have been. Listen, honestly, that we would have no listeners after that. Believe me, <laughs> none, none whatsoever. But if we can, we can uh, maybe add the the link to the footer of the podcast with the contact details because honestly, this lady was just genius you know she listened to all the conversations during the day and took part in them and she summarized it beautifully but put it all together into a wrap and quite how she did it so quickly and so effectively summing up the day i don't know but we literally at the end of the day the last thing that happened was that she did this rap and it was just brilliant and uh, yeah very talented lady but well worth listening oh. to i think oh great yeah. And can I put a shameless plug into here? So mm. what we talk about in a radio station, it's actually an outreach program and they do a significant amount of good for individuals who are leaving care and helping them get into employment. So people from a care background are often the most difficult to employ and reform radio, as they're called. And again, if we can add a link to that, yeah. 
any of your listeners should look at what they do. Even now speaking about it, I've got my hair stand up on my arms because it is just an astounding project. One of, one of the services they offer, it, ironically, is podcasts. You know, they, you know, you can, as a business, you can subscribe to their podcast service and, uh, the, you know, the money raised goes to a really, really good cause. I'm in a complete agreement, Gordon. It was impressive. Oh, thank you. That was really interesting. Thank you. So in terms of obviously you've got your investor criteria, what's the benefit to on the entrepreneurs or how how do you connect the entrepreneurs with the investors and do they need to be for at a specific stage in their journey or? Yes. Yeah, so one of the things that we received feedback from at the beginning when we were asked how to do or we're asking how to do this and what would work for the investors was that there was a significant um, percentage of population said they didn't want pitching events. They wanted something that was more meaningful because they wanted to get to know entrepreneurs um, again in a more natural type environment. So the audience is split into three groups, industry, innovation, and investment. So the innovation is the entrepreneurial part, industry is potential customers, and investors are people who can invest, obviously. It all starts with the industry and investment group of who is actually going to be attending the event. And then we can select relevant entrepreneurs from a network to what we call showcase. So they are introduced to the investors very briefly. And then my team help. They run around the room. He's how the best way to describe it and grab hold of people and put them in front of other people and say, you guys should talk. And that works very well. And Moving forward, and this is one of the things that's very exciting about Investor Ladder and EHE moving outwards, we're going to be able to do that on a much more continual basis with a curated platform on the Investor Ladder website where companies will be able to introduce themselves on the website, go through a process, and I won't go into that in a whole lot of depth now, but then through a curated system and through knowledge that that EHE bring to the table, then make introductions where appropriate to those relevant investors. Again, it's all around accuracy and quality, not around volume. Investors tell us they might receive 900 proposals for every one deal that they're doing. That doesn't help them. It doesn't help businesses because they get lost. Our job is to help both sides navigate. So, And we're a bit, uh, no, we're a lot selective. So there's a lot of frustration sometimes with entrepreneurs when they go and meet investors who don't actually have any money so or they're not actively investing so those people are not allowed in people who are professing to be investors and who are not they're not allowed in so the beauty for an entrepreneur and an innovation company is it short circuits a lot of the noise that they might get lost in and the beauty for an investor is the the entrepreneurs are better prepared for those types of conversations and they get to see what the individual is actually like as a person not just a pitch deck and a false uh, presentation type environment oh brilliant that's really interesting i know the themes that we've had when we've talked about pitch decks and investing it always comes back to the entrepreneur investing in the entrepreneur doesn't it and the story so the fact that you can you can show that and get the entrepreneur themselves in front of it i think must be must be really powerful so you said, obviously, it's a bit rightly so selective. From what is the joining criteria or for somebody listening that would be interested in, in getting involved, either from an investor side or an entrepreneur side, is there a, a criteria? There is. And this is going to sound really weak because it's not a KPI type hmm. criteria. It is just great people who get things done. So the investors do have 
to be active investors and genuinely interested in doing things differently and investing outside of London, Oxford, Cambridge. Most investors have joined because they've been recommended or they're invited in by existing members for want of a different, the best term. The, there is no cost of membership. There is no cost of attending any of our events. The idea is that it's an organic and genuinely trusted network. We don't allow any professional services type organizations in there for obvious reasons that those organizations will want to sell often mm -hmm. that services. From an entrepreneur's perspective, it tends to be again via recommendation. Investors do bring their portfolio bill, bring their portfolio to the table, and then we can select which ones we invite to events and some come directly to us. But it's a national stroke, international stage. So one of the things that I'm really passionate about is that if companies are looking for this type of investment, i.e. really high quality equity investors, they've got to be at the top of their game as well. So they've got to be ready. They've got to understand what investment is. They've got to really want to be a genuine high growth or scaling business. And they've got to understand what that means. Now, that doesn't mean that they're perfect and everything's ready when they come to us. But if you're shy of taking feedback and advice, I would suggest this is possibly not the door to be knocking on, is it, in well, honest opinion? The, the, I mean, that's the beauty of the, this partnership, to be honest, because I think one of the things that EHE does through things like this podcast is try and educate entrepreneurs. And, you know, you touched on one before about pitch decks. Now, we did one on pitch yeah. decks recently, which was, you know, one of our really popular podcasts. And, you know, the idea is that we try and help the entrepreneurs get investor ready by putting useful content on the platform and and you guys, uh, the listeners, subscribing to the podcast or reading the blogs. We've got a book coming out shortly. I was just telling Gordon about this before the call that, you know, in the next couple of months, we've got a, a book which is aimed squarely at the entrepreneurial community that will help them navigate the, the funding landscape and uh, understand what they have got to do and have ready and, and so on. You know, as an investor, you know, we, we always look at the people behind the, the idea, first of all. That's, a, that's the, one of the most important things, you know, the entrepreneur themselves, how do they come across, you know, what's the background and all this kind of stuff, plus the team they're putting together. Do they have people experienced in the corporate world? Do they have people experienced in the entrepreneurial world and the startup world? You know, have they got a good mix of people who cover all the, the main disciplines? It doesn't have to be a fully fledged board at this stage, as Gordon says, because that just doesn't happen at this stage. But do they have the right people in place to get them to where they need to get to during their high growth journey? And, you know, we, we try and help entrepreneurs get themselves investor ready. And, you know, then once we've looked at the team, then we look at the, the idea, you know, do we think it's a, a good idea? Has it, is there a market for it? Are they, have they hit the market too early? Is it a market that's emerging or is it timing wise perfect for the way that things are, you know, beginning to kind of roll out? And, and then we look at the, the other criteria, obviously, because there's, there's much more to it than that, but the, you know, all that kind of material can be found on the EHE website or, you know, maybe going on the Investor Ladder website and just clicking through. I think that's really valuable because for everybody, it's always an education. There's always things to learn, things are changing, the landscape's moving. Part of the point of Investor Ladder is to help have a, an ear to the ground and share experiences that people can see how the landscape's moving. And, and, 
when I said about the pitch deck side of things, it, just because our events don't have pitching, those things are still hugely valuable. It's just they would follow from an investor ladder event. If I was an entrepreneur showcasing an investor ladder, my objective would be to just get meetings. It's not to get investment, it's to get meetings. You don't need a pitch deck site. It's a personality, it's a story, it's a commitment. And you would meet with an investor and say, have five minutes. Hi, this is who I am. Who are you? Get to know the investor because I think it's always a two-way journey. Not every investor is right for your business. And if it doesn't like, there's an interesting match then. Then go and meet them and take your documents and your pitch decks and everything else to there. That's not something that you would achieve in a networking event like an investor ladder or the round tables that we discuss. I think one of the other things that investors like from our events when they're talking to the innovation stream, i.e. the entrepreneurs, is that those entrepreneurs have opinions. They're not just churning out data. They've taken some critical analysis of that market situation or what's going on and can actually add value to the conversation, not just present themselves. So that may be about how a particular situation in in the economy or in the country or in the region is happening, that what their solution can fix, but real time. Well, thank you. And in terms of people that want to find out more, Gordon, even from an investor and entrepreneur side, how do they find out more and how would they register with you? The obvious and most simple way is to look at the InvestorLadder website, which is as simple as InvestorLadder.com. That site is going through some work at the moment, but it gives an outline of where the investor sits. It talks about future events that we're running. It is invite only, and we have a maximum capacity at these events. Entrepreneurs shouldn't feel offended or there's no, or, or worried that we don't invite you to an event. It may be as simple as that the investors who are coming are not relevant to your organization. The platform behind that we're doing with EHE will mean that that will be much more fluid moving outwards. But once you're registered in the in the best of the network, then we know who you are and we will then be in contact at the relevant time. Brilliant. Thank you. That was really useful. And then my final question, just because we ask everybody this, what piece of advice would you give to entrepreneurs today who are looking to grow and scale their business? From my perspective is think on a global mindset. Think that you are on a global platform. If you are looking to sell your product, you're probably not just looking to sell it locally. So if you're looking to sell a part of your business, which is in essence what investment is about, you need to be thinking that you're competing on a national and international level. So your company, your information, yourself and your team needs to be absolutely at the top of its game. There is a lot of investors and a lot of money out there, but there's equally a lot of people going after it. So you've got to be ready and also be prepared to say what you don't know. As guys mentioned, I don't think any investor expects everything to be ready. What they want to see is that they can, or the best investors want to see that they can work with you to achieve that goal. And again, one of the things that I think a lot of investors find frustrating with some of the businesses is that they feel they can't contribute to the CEO or the founder because the founder thinks they know it all and they're ready. And none of us do. You know, we've got to be open to that growth mentality. Brilliant. Thank you. That was really useful. I think everyone will find that really interesting today. Is there anything else, Guy or Gordon, you want to add in before we wrap up for today? Yeah. I mean, you know, f- for me, just to answer the same question you, you, you asked Gordon, I, I think the single most important thing is the people that you 
bring in around you to help you build this business. So, you know, you're a startup, you're a jack of all trades, that's fine as a startup. And you bring a couple of people in and they help you and that's fine. And you get to a point where you go, okay, look, we've got something here. We kind of proved the concept. We might have an MVP. We might have a 1.0 product. We want to develop it further. We really want to push the marketing. We want to really grow this business and, and, and go through some fast growth stages. And to do that, you need the who's in place. You can't do that on your own and you've got to bring in the right caliber of person. So, and, and you, you can't bring in everyone you want because you just can't afford it. So you have to be quite selective about the key people. So for me, a good quality, been there, done it, part-time CFO is really important. Someone who can help you strategize the sort of financial side of the business. So unless you're a chartered accountant yourself or you've got experience in that area, that's always a, a really good starting point because investors do focus on figures, you know, because they need to understand what's in it for them. And then you're going to bring in uh, other people with certain expertises and that varies on from business to business. So I'm not going to try and, you know, explain who they are, but, you know, a COO is usually quite important. Someone who, who can give you a really solid platform operationally to, to kind of build your business and, and, you know, marketing and sales is clearly another important aspect. So the, the who's you have around you are really important because most investors will look at who you are and who your team is before they look at the idea, because you can have the best idea in the world, but if you don't have the right team to execute it, it won't make it. So the, the, the team is, is team first, then idea, and then the other stuff that comes with it. So that's my piece of advice for the, uh, for the day. I couldn't agree more because that's the core part of what we do is CRSI is building high-performing teams because the number of times I've come out of meetings with investors who will say, don't really care what that thing does, that person is going to make this amazing. A great team can fix anything. A terrible team can't sell an amazing product. So so as another shameless link, my core business is company's CRSI with the um, website crsi.team. And that is focused on helping entrepreneurs build the right who at the right time in the right way. Thank you. You didn't need to do a shameless link because we're getting you back in about two weeks to, to talk weird. about team building. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I think Laura might not have mentioned that one. No, she just tells me in bite-sized chunks because that's. Oh right, there you go. Don't worry, Gordon. Do a whole one on team building. I've done the notes already and everything. Yep. Brilliant. Thank you both. That was really useful. Um, don't forget, obviously, everyone that wants to find out more about Investor Ladder, we'll pop the links in the podcast description, and we've also got the EHE community that you can join, where you'll be able to access all of the other assets and podcasts we talked about, pitch decks, etc. So, a really great place for any entrepreneur looking to grow in the business. Thank you, Gordon, very much for joining us, and thank you very much, Guy. I will see you both in a couple of weeks. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community. 